for Truth with a Texas Twang, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Hey, welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff women store in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is Luke 2.19, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And I am so excited. We are talking to Erin Carey today. If you missed her story, you're going to want to go to the podcast we did together, and I'm going to call that Sparking Wholeness and Mental Health, Erin's Story. So look for that on Fireside Talk Radio, and you're just going to want to know when Erin talks about wellness and wholeness, she is talking out of a full life, even I call her young because I'm so old now. Sorry about that, Erin. <laughs> Sometimes what I call young women, they don't like to be reminded of their youth, but you are an accomplished woman no matter what your age. So uh, I just want to mention in case you're listening in and you love podcasts, Erin has a website called Sparking Wholeness, and she also has a, a podcast by the same name. So don't miss that. Okay, Erin, um, I want to talk to you. When we talked before about your story, you shared so much stuff out of your personal life, and you you just didn't hold anything back. You shared many of the things that were symptomatic of mental health and mental, um, you know, the trauma that young people can experience it like you did even at nine years old. So on this episode, I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the tools that you found that actually work because you coach people in this now all the time. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, just to follow back up with, with the first episode is that I, some of these things I encountered kind of by accident, just kind of as a survival, like, how do I deal with this? I think, you know, there, there's a lot of, sh- there is still a lot of shame with mental illness. And for me, I had to address that shame. I had to, aside from the illness itself, I had to address my negative feelings toward the illness, you know, and my anger that I have this brain mm. that I can't control. And so, you know, early on when I, after the birth of my daughter and after my, Well, I'll start with after the birth of my daughter, I realized I've got to get this together because I have a child to raise. And so, you know, having a routine and a job, I ended up teaching and that was teaching is a very predictable schedule. And so that for me was what I needed at the time, you know, and I I I ended up starting to exercise. I never really exercised before, but starting to exercise, incorporating walking and running was helpful for me. And so by the time I met my husband, I had kind of started making some progress, realizing, okay, I need to sleep regularly. And I need to, of course, I need to mention that one. That's so important. Need to sleep regularly. I need to, you know, maybe not eat all the time sugar, you know, or or fast food that might not make me feel super. Um, And maybe I should move my body a little bit. And so what I was developing then realizing for my own health ended up being what I do now, that was just kind of the baby version. And so about, I'll say six, 
oh gosh, has it been seven years? Almost seven years. I learned about the gut brain connection. And is it okay if I kind of share a little bit about that in regards to mental health? Because this is my favorite topic. Oh, I wish you would. We we have this in our family. We have some celi- true celiacs, mm. uh, people who struggle with that and have been diagnosed with a biopsy to their colon. Yeah. So our our family has, I mean, I'm the last person to catch on because I still indulge in so much stuff. But like potato chips are, I'm kind of known for a addiction to <laughs> potato chips. But aside from that, we are really making changes. And I wish you would do about the, that is great. I feel like I'm getting free counseling. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> well, and that's something that I never knew about because it is a fairly new thing that is being researched, but there is tremendous research about the gut brain connection. And the, what they are finding out is that the majority of serotonin, which is our happy neurotransmitter that is developed in our gut. And that is developed a lot of times from the protein that we digest that if we are fortunate, we are able to digest because the amino acids that are in the protein and our gut, the whole gut, when I'm saying gut, I'm talking about the intestines. I'm talking about the entire gut microbiome is considered our second brain because it has about 100 to 500 million neurons that communicate with the brain via the vagus nerve, which is a nerve that runs from your brain to your gut. And it also connects with just about every organ in our body. So when you're saying like, I have a gut feeling about something that is your brain connecting to your gut. And so we've known, right? Like we know if we're nervous about something, we're going to have butterflies in our stomach and we'll get that weird feeling. Like I usually feel like I have to go to the bathroom or something like that weird, like my my stomach hurts um, if I'm nervous. But what is also true that they're finding, and we've known that for a long time, but what they've found in recent years in the last few decades is that our gut communicates with our brain. And that's what's really important. So it's one thing for our brain to signal to our gut, like feelings of discomfort if we're anxious, but it's a whole other thing to realize that what we consume whether it's food, and again, and even if it's our environment, our relationships, healthy, unhealthy, um, our stress levels, wow. all of that can change the composition of our gut bacteria. So if we are super stressed, if we have trauma, which is a big part of my story, our gut bacteria can be compromised and we can have um, what is called gut dysbiosis, where we have a really um, large amount of negative, bad gut bacteria in proportion to a smaller amount of good bacteria. We need some bacteria. We are bacterial humans. Like we've got to have it. But when the bad overcrowds the good, it's not so good. Um, and there, you know, stress can even impact the way we digest our food if we are producing digestive enzymes. And so really, and, and I'm kind of already getting into some of my tools here, but stress is a big trigger for poor gut health and that's going to affect our brain health. And then if our brain continues to be unhealthy, that's going to affect our gut. So it's really just a circular pattern. And learning about that was completely life-changing for me. And it was taking probiotics, adding in some supplements. Um, I've since, you know, changed up my diet. I'm constantly kind of changing up my diet and adding in new things and changing up other things. But that was what was a really big tool for me. And even I was able to, and again, I don't cure or treat or diagnose anybody, but over six years ago, I was able to get off of the medication that I had been on for 18 years. And so, which, and you know, I gotta say, I remember you as a young person and you seem much healthier to me now. And I I don't think you're struggling to keep trim, which I'm jealous (laughs) of, but I, I think maybe you've got, you figured it out, right? 
Well, I will say some of that, and that's something to talk about too, is, is antidepressants, mood stabler, stabilizers, the side effect of a lot of those is weight gain because Ugh. you don't, it's really hard to understand, are, am I hungry? Am I full? Like it, it kind of throws off our hunger hormones um, in some way. And so for me, and so you just gain weight and you don't know why. Um, so a lot of the weight that I struggled with early on was for sure due to um, medication, or, you know, just having a more sedentary lifestyle. I'm pretty active now just because it is kind mm-hmm. of uh, like the number one thing that I that I do for my brain health. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, I'm just like anybody else. I, I'm, I don't want to give away my age, but I am in my late thirties and hormones are hidden. So it's not like. Okay, so, <laughs> so I want to talk a little bit about the tools. Like you have this yeah. acronym LIV. So remind me the L stands for. That the L stands for learn to manage stress, because I think before we do anything, we have to address our stress because I think stress and chronic stress is more toxic than any food. Your, your body knows what to do with sugar. Your body's going to process it. I mean, unless of course you have type one diabetes, then we have, you know, there, of course there are like these exceptions, but for the most part, your body can handle sugar. Your body can handle a little bit of toxicity from food. Right. But that chronic stress toxicity for many of us, our bodies think that we are running from a tiger 24 seven because you know what I want to, I just want to interrupt and say, cause I hear all these women talking about this. They tell me their stories, anxiety and stress are almost exactly the same thing. And people are saying they're, they feel anxious. They're dealing with anxiety. They're asking me, will you speak on anxiety and that and stress or I think, would you say that the same thing? I don't know. Well, I'm asking. I, I think what's really important is that our body doesn't know the difference between a real threat or a perceived threat. So if you're anxious and you're worrying about things, I know when I've had times of anxiety, a lot of times the things I'm anxious about are like not even things that right. are going to happen, you know, right. Uh, exactly. Our body, see, our body's going to respond the same way. Our body's going to shut down immune function, reproductive system, digestion. Um, again, it's that wow. whole gut brain connection that it, it, we, we can't count out. And so it's amazing. Like I work with health coaching now and some of my clients who have irritable bowel syndrome, I, I will say, almost all the time, they also have anxiety. Those two things are, they go hand in hand. And so that, that mind body connection strong. And I do think that, yes, stress, when we are stressed, whether it's anxiety or just like you're driving every day to a job that you hate because your boss is a bully like that, that's going to catch up to you. Your, your body is going to, is going to express discomfort from that in some way. Okay, so I think that is so true, and I definitely want to talk about how conversations can can get a handle on some of our anxiety, that this imaginary stuff that we we let our mind go negative on. But I want to talk about I. I want to keep. I don't want to give miss a chance yes, to talk about what the I stands sure. for. Yeah, for sure. So learning to manage stress, I will say, learn to breathe, learn to meditate, find some stillness. Um, being outside in nature can be really helpful. Put your feet in the grass. I want to make sure I can't just say learn to manage stress without telling you what to do because everybody's like, oh, I don't know how to okay. manage stress. <laughs> right. Um, exactly. So I is identify root causes because if oh. we have. Some kind of an, in, and I said this before, that mental health symptoms are often the result of some kind of internal or external environmental imbalance. So if we look at our root causes, like you said, celiac, so many people are struggling with mental health issues and they're being put on antidepressants and antipsychotics and all these things, right. but really they just they just can't tolerate gluten. They have celiac. Right. Um, I mean, right. that's, that's a no pretty kidding. big deal. Same thing with thyroid. It is. 
I mean, how yes. many women are struggling with thyroid issues, but they're not getting properly tested. So their doctor's like, oh, I'll just take some Prozac, you know, and right. but really it's the thyroid. And I'm not saying there are a lot of really amazing thorough doctors I've benefited from going to them, but every once in a while, you know, we miss things. So there could be food sensitivities. There could be, gosh, trauma. Again, trauma. There's a book mm -hmm. called Your Body Keeps the Score, and it is so true. Your body does keep the score. Um, if you have a mold allergy and you have mold in your house, that could make you crazy. <laughs> if you have nutrient right. deficiencies, if you are low on vitamin D, if your diet is junk, you're going to feel like junk. And that's something, again, I really am all about food freedom and I never want to, because I think that's a mindset thing too, right? A body in stress right. is not digest. I say that a thousand times. So if you're in stress and you're eating a perfectly healthy diet, your body's still not going to do digestion well. Erin, I'm going to interrupt you because we have to go to break. But you can find all of this at kathycraffy.com or sparkingwholeness.com. And we're so glad that you're here today listening in. So stay with us. Truth with a Texas Twain. We'll be right back. We don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio. So stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More Truth with a Texas Twain when we return. Y'all to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shinbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door in the next house over is a grocery store. Does your spouse refuse to hear? Do your children stare without comprehending? Does your parent or boss raise objections to all your good ideas? Oh, the frustration. Conversations often break down instead of breaking through. Hi, this is Kathy. We've just released a book about one of history's most influential women. Just like you, she was pre-qualified for influence. In our book, The Well, The Art of Drawing Out Authentic Conversations, I explore more than 40 strategies Jesus himself used to launch her from lonely to leadership. The Well, The Art of Drawing Out Authentic Conversations. Get your copy today at Kathy Craffy, K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward.com or on Amazon and start exercising the influence God has prepared for you. What if I told you there was a new place for senior care? A place where mom's bathtub recitals are met with rousing applause? Where Lola the Yorkie Poo has the run of the place? A place where corn dogs are on the menu whenever? It's home, where mom built her life. Call Home Instead Senior Care at 1-800-455-CARE or visit homeinstead.com to learn more about in-home services like 24-hour care, memory care, hospice support, and meals and nutrition. Oh, miles and miles of Texas. Yeah. We want to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. on shrimp and catfish and mammy's good gumbo. I got that rambling fever. Hey, we're talking to Erin Carey, and she is an expert on nutritional and whole living. Her website is sparkingwholeness.com, and I will put all of her hyperlinks in my blog that goes out with this podcast, so you can find that at Kathy 
Crafty, K-R-A-F is in Frank, V is in Victor, E is in Edward.com. And Erin, before the break, we were talking about your LIV acronym. And I, yeah. I want to finish that. I want to review it. So L is learn to manage stress. Mm-hmm. I, I is identify root causes. We're yeah. going to talk about V and E, but I also, I don't want to forget to ask you how we can support people who have mental health issues. I really want to know what do you do when they're in denial about it? <laughs> so yeah. We've yeah. still got a lot to talk about. So t- tell me what V and E are, and then let's talk a little bit about how you can help people that you know may have a problem. Yeah, for sure. So V is just variety in your diet, add variety. So I like to tell people, especially because we want to support a healthy gut microbiome for that gut brain connection is start with just having five different vegetables every day. Just try it. Like it's, it's so interesting how the majority of people, and I'm guilty of this myself, especially say over the holidays, um, I, I'm not getting a lot of variety because I think, you know, a lot of people are used to eating for diets, right? Which I want to get people out of that mindset that we are eating for mental clarity so that we can have energy to do all the things that God has called us to do, right? So we need a variety of food and we don't want to have the same thing every day. It's not, it's not good for us mentally. It's not any fun. You know, nobody wants to do that. And it's not good for our gut microbiome either. So trying to add something new every day and, you know, when I say every day, you ultimately be awesome if you could have 25 different fruits or vegetables throughout a week. And that sounds like a lot. I know it sounds crazy, but (laughs) you know, if you're adding a little bit of kale and spinach and a smoothie in the morning, right? With a banana, well, that's three right there. So at lunch, you have some salsa, right? We're in Texas. We love salsa. What does salsa have in it? It has tomatoes. It has garlic. It has, you know, so like once you think about these, it can really add up pretty easily. So I'm all about just kind of surprising your gut microbiome, trying different things. And there are people that have food sensitivities, even to vegetables. If your gut is really compromised um, and you have leaky gut, which is when yeah. it, there's an there's an imbalance, um, not everybody's going to be able to tolerate the same kind of vegetables. Maybe you have to have cooked vegetables, not raw. You know, it's different for everybody, but that is really huge. Like, and just changing your mindset about food, like what nutrients am I feeding my brain today? What, you know, like what's going to, what am I going to feel better about? And I'm not talking about guilt or shame around food because that's a whole other topic and nobody needs to feel guilty or shameful about what they're eating. But what is going to make me feel awesome in two hours to give me the energy I need to do, you know? So um, typically that's when I am eating an optimal amount of vegetables and I'm really loading in the vegetables, I don't crave as much of the other stuff. So, cause I think wow. sometimes we crave like, look at Whataburger, right? I can eat 1500 calories of Whataburger and be hungry in an hour. I can't because I'm not yeah, getting the too. nutrients that I need. You know, it's kind of, it's good food. Like it tastes great. And it gives me some kind of a high, you know, maybe a serotonin spike. I don't know, but it's, I'm going to be hungry because my body's like, wait, 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 I didn't get vitamin A, D, K, you know, whatever. <laughs> so that is, wow. that is what V is for. It's for variety. We really want to have variety in our diet. Um, and I'll go ahead I and move it. on to E cause I don't want to run out of time. Uh, but yeah. E stands for exercising your body and your brain. And so oftentimes when we talk about 
about exercise, we're just talking about our body. And that's great. Like movement creates um, brain-derived neurotrophic factor, which regenerates our the, the brain cells that we need as we're aging. So I'm all about like just walking. Walking can be so beneficial for people. And also it's therapeutic. Um, I'm about all, all sorts of exercise and whatever works for you, whatever makes you feel good, what you can do comfortably, uh, where you feel at home in your body, that's what we want to go for. Um, but it's not just about physical exercise. We want to exercise our brain as in we've got to practice times of stillness. We've got to sit in quiet mm. meditation. You know, if you don't want to call it meditation, cause that seems too woo woo, just stillness, be still, pray, um, go outside without your phone and stare mm. at a tree. It's amazing how good staring at a tree will make you feel. I've lately, I've just been obsessed with, with trees. I can't explain it, but they do have some kind of a a neutralizing grounding effect on the body. <laughs> and there are a lot okay. of people that are studying that. Well, as just as a reference, you're, I love the work of Lisa Horlander uh -huh. who has done just what I know. I know you won't oh. mind me throwing in a little ad for our dear friend who's an artist. Yeah. Uh, so look for Lisa Horlander online and find her work mm -hmm. with trees. Her art is so beautiful. Um, Okay, so that's E is exercising our exercising our body and brain. You know, as you get older, which I know you're not there, Erin, but in my age group, 60 plus, exercising your brain really becomes an important thing. And when you said that, I thought of all the challenges I've had to take on to do the social media stuff I do mm -hmm. every day. There's something new I have to figure out online. But I didn't think of pushing pause, which is one of my favorite ways to rest yeah. my brain and my spirit, not just my brain, but my spirit as well. So I love it that you mentioned that. Um, can, am I rushing you if I say I want to, I really don't want this to end without asking you for the help that I find I need pretty frequently now. And that is when somebody seems to be struggling with mental health issues, like say my friend says, well, I just got diagnosed with bipolar okay, I, I'm not going to quite know how to handle that. Of course, I'm going to try to be compassionate, but yeah. I don't feel I don't feel like an expert. What am I going to say? So help me with that. Give me some information if you don't mind. Yeah, I, I think that there's a lot of grieving with mental health diagnosis, diagnoses that happen. <laughs> I think okay. we have to grieve. And I think the person being diagnosed is feeling all sorts of feelings about it. And there might be some grief there. And so I kind of think about, like the book of Job, right? And, and his friends, they weren't always on the right track, but they did sit with him for seven <laughs> days. You know, they sat with him in that quiet is, without saying a word <laughs> for seven that days. That is kind of a, so the first seven days were probably a great example for the rest of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think that, you know, and, and, and nobody's going to understand, you know, and, and, and mental illness. And that's the other thing. There's no one size fits all. It's going to show up. I've heard of people who are bipolar who have like these really aggressive outbursts and they're raging. And I'm like, wow, that I don't think I, when I did have episodes like that, it was because I was on the wrong medication. Um, but it's going to show up differently for everybody. And I think like, it's, it's okay not to understand, you know, and it's okay to say you don't understand, but I think your presence is valuable no matter what. And wow. that's going to go a long way. I had, you know, I had people over the years. It's funny, the, the people that stand out are the ones that didn't look at me any differently, you know, didn't ever really yeah. reference it, reference it, didn't say anything. But then I had some people, I, I had one person at one point who said, well, I liked you a lot better when you were manic. And that oh. was hurtful. 
because I was a lot more fun when I was manic for sure. But that's not, that's not helpful for me or anybody else. So, you know, so there are little things like that that people can say, or like when people are depressed, oh, we'll just snap out of it. And even for me, because I have been for the most part, pretty stable for a while, it is real easy for me to judge and be like, well, why can't they just put on their shoes and go exercise? They can't. They have a physical illness and they are unable to do that. And so that's why I give these tools because I want to give these way before anything hits. We're all going to be at risk for mental health issues at some point, you know, and even for my husband, my my husband married me with no background in mental health. He's actually a counselor now. I got to add that in. He's a licensed professional counselor, which is kind of funny. I love it. Um, Yeah, that happened. He went, he went to get his counseling degree and license and all of that after we got married. But at first he had no idea. And I remember I had a breakdown when we were engaged and it was just everything hit. It was too much. I was spit. I was staying up late planning a wedding and which is always disastrous for my mental health. Sleep is so important, which I did not mention in my live acronym, but sleep is number one. You've got to learn to sleep. And if you're sleeping too much, that's also a problem. So too little sleep, too much sleep, both can be a problem. Um, but yeah, yeah, he, he really had a hard time when I, when we were engaged, I had a little bit of a breakdown and he asked our marriage counselor at the time. He was like, uh, I don't think I can do this. And I didn't know, I didn't know he said this to her. Um, but he told her, I don't think I can do this. And she said, you absolutely are equipped to do this and you will do this. And she gave him the faith. And so sometimes you have to, if it's somebody close to you, if it's a spouse, you've got to talk to somebody else about it. Don't talk to the spouse, you know? Um, and so that was my husband to hear from somebody else. And he listens to me. He doesn't judge. There are some things that are confusing to him and he doesn't understand it. He's never going to understand. And that's okay. I have to be okay with that. So for the person suffering, you have to be okay with people not getting it. Like, you, you yeah. know, like that's, that's part of the grieving process is acceptance, right? So we have right. to, we just have to accept that not everybody's going to get what we're going through, but our heavenly healer will, you know, like that's, that's mm-hmm. why faith is such an important point of su- such an important part of all health and leads to so many, you know, all the studies on health and longevity are about connections, faith, relationships, those things are so important. So being there for someone, even when you don't understand what they're going going through is going to be so much more helpful for them than completely like, well, I'm uncomfortable, so I'm going to give them some space. No, yeah, maybe you don't want space, and and ask them what they want. You know, they'll tell you. Yeah, I want to throw this in. One thing that surprises me is there's so much pushback right now in our culture about Jesus and and what he stood for and and what he does for us. And so as a believer, I just want to mention Jesus healed me and he forgave me. And I don't even use the sin, the word sin very often, Erin, because I think it gets mistranslated in our Mm -hmm. culture. But I, I just want people to know he is a, Jesus is a loving savior. And so if you're listening and you're feeling like you're at rock bottom because of mental health issues and you feel like nobody understands you and rejects you, that's actually what Jesus' suffering was. It was a rejection of men, of mankind and different people. And so if you feel rejected, please remember, you can contact either one of us. We would love to respond to a request for more information. We send out Bibles when people ask for them. So you can definitely contact me about that. Um, We have about two minutes, maybe a minute, even Erin. I I really (laughs) want to Throw it back to you. Don't forget, I'm going to do a blog with all of Aaron's hyperlinks in it. So you can find that at Kathy Crafty, K-R-A, F is in Frank, V is in Victor, E is in Edward.com. Or you can go to Sparking Wholeness to find Aaron Carey. So Aaron, I'm tossing it back to you and then we'll close. Yeah. 
I'm going to read you Zephaniah 317. The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exult over you with loud singing. That's what I'm ending on because that has been so powerful for me just to dwell in his power and he delights in you wherever you are, no matter what you've gone through. And that's been the hardest thing for me to understand that I am still trying to understand, but he delights in you and he loves exactly who you are, how you are right now in this moment. I love that. I truly try to experience that every day. And I see that in your life after knowing you as a child and reconnecting with you now, I see how God is at work and I just praise him for that. Thank you for joining us today. This is Truth with a Texas Twang and we are grateful for you. Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today and we will see you again next week. Oh, Got in peace.